Everybody. Welcome to the Energy Newsbeat Daily Stand-Up. My name's Stu Turley, President and CEO of the Sandstone Group. Got an action-packed show today, and Michael's out on assignment. I think he's taking a nap. That's what millennials do. Just kidding. He's a hard-working millennial, and he deserves a little time off. Well, I'll tell you what. It is just crazy out there in the energy news. Made in Germany, fueled in America. This is about some uh, high prices for diesel coming around the corner. U.S. debt explosion may force the Fed to halt a key tightening campaign so that the financial system doesn't become unstable. They haven't got it done so far. Let's kind of hang on and see what's going to happen. U.S. doubles imports for ur- of uranium uh, from Russia, its largest since 2005. <laughs> um, I got a few jokes on that one, and Putin is waiting for my imitation of him. UK oil and gas giant cuts investments and defers projects over windfall tax. Couple things like my good friend Irina Slav says, sanctions don't work, neither do windfall profits tax. Both of them are pretty stupid. So let's go over here to the last article. It'll only be a matter of time until the ESG movement is RIP. This one's kind of crazy. I've been saying this for a little while. There will be a time of revolting and investors are revolting. And I've got some other jokes on that, but we'll go ahead and leave that alone until I get to that story. But for all of our wonderful listeners, thank you so much for listening to the Energy Newsbeat podcast, as well as the Daily Stand-Up. I love all of my guests, love all the listeners. We have such a fantastic interaction with folks. We also uh, have some great, great uh, leaders, industry thought leaders from around the world coming. And I mean, I'm so excited about some of them. Leaders from Africa. I've got other uh, leaders from the U.S., just a lot of big fun. Uh, I've already got five in the can that I'm trying to get out as soon as we can. And it's all about uh, ESG and taking care of the environment. So not bad for an energy kind of podcast. But let's start on this first story. Made in Germany, fueled in America. When we sit back and we take a look at what the price difference is on natural gas versus what natural gas is in the UK, and the EU uh, compared to uh, the U.S. This is frightening. And when the the EU lost the Nord Stream Russian uh, imports, uh, it is absolutely bonkers. European gas futures predictably relinquished recent gains as fears from Australian LNG strikes receded after Woodside Energy struck a tentative deal uh, with the unions. The most interesting EU gas story last week was BASF deal to import U.S. LNG from Chenier. We like that, which could save the German chemicals plant as much as $4.8 billion compared to buying gas at European wholesale prices. Wow. You know, that that is just absolutely nuts. Typically, deals are struck just like this one, BASF. They had to shut down uh, last month, BASF just had to shut down a fertilizer plant, which again, snowballs in the whole energy cycle of problems for food, inflation. The world revolves around energy, and this is another example of it. At the uh, close in the different ports 
or different hubs. Henry Hub is two sixty six, uh, just as a price for natural gas. The JKM and the TTF and the N, uh, NWE LNG those are all between eleven ninety six and thirteen point forty six. Tells you that there is a significant difference in a an incredibly amount of difference between the U.S. and what the U.K. has to pay for natural gas. You got shipping fees, you got to transport it across the ocean, you got to degasify it, and then you got to get it into the pipes. It's expensive, but that price is nuts. Why doesn't the U.S. really take advantage of it here? Don't know. But anyway, in 2019, the world was awash with gas. I love the way they said that. The cost of liquefying and transporting it, there were, I believe, 29 different, 67 cargoes had to be canceled because of COVID and the lack of um, purchasing. That's all changed. Uh, Geopolitical uh, issues and um, sanctions uh, all changed all of that. So you got to love Chenier. You got to love LNG. You got to love the great United States uh, energy machine. With that, let's go to the next one. U.S. debt explosion uh, may force the Fed to halt a key tightening campaign so the finance system doesn't become unstallable. Uh, a couple of bullet points here. Uh, the U.S. debt binge may force the Federal Reserve to halt quantitative tightening campaign so the financial system doesn't become unstable, according to the St. Louis Fed. Um, the Treasury Department has issued one trillion T-bills since June when the debt ceiling standoff was resolved. And another six hundred billion before the end of the year. That is nuts, quote unquote. Although there are currently ample reserves, there is some lower levels of reserves that can cause stress in financial markets. The St. Louis Fed economist wrote in a paper. So as the Fed continues with QT to two. It will need to evaluate when to slow and stop recommendations, redemptions to avoid draining too many reserves from the banking system and caused undue financial stress. Personally, I don't think they know what they're doing. And the only way, again, I I say, I stress, you've got to get your energy policies in line, energy security, before you can even try to tackle the monetary system. You can't do one without the other, and they're not even trying. So market funds have largely been on the sideline due to the uh, Treasury T-bill. There is a risk that ONRRP balances remain sizable and bank reserves uh, represent the majority of the contraction of the Fed liabilities as QT continues. Buckle up. Okay, let's go to the next story here. Next story, U.S. doubles imports of uranium from Russia, the largest since 2005. This to me is just about as amazing as it gets. Two weeks, three weeks ago, President Biden signed a new uh, order prohibiting uranium mining uh, near the Grand Canyon. However, there's uranium mining that had been approved by the EPA and by all um, means where it would not be harmful to the environment or to the Indian uh, native um, lands. But now they're reconsidering all of that. And so I've got a question. 
is this uranium, any of the uranium that Hillary and Bill sold from the U.S. supply to Russia, is it coming back? I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. I'd be kind of curious to see. Uh, March, U.S. senators call for a ban on Russian uranium. <laughs> what are they going to do when we're going to be spending $69.5 million, the highest since 2002? We buy 32% of all uranium imports comes from Russia. We are about as dumb as it possibly gets. The first half of 2023 bought 416 tons of uranium from Russia. That's 2.2 times more than the same period last year and the largest since 2005. We are complete morons. Um, I don't get it and I don't understand why we're uh, not trying to become energy independent. But that's what BRICS is all about. The rest of the world is going away from the United States, and it's because of our leadership. UK oil and gas giants investments and defers projects over windfall tax. You cannot just go out and provide windfall profits tax and not think it's not going to hurt businesses or consumers. Ithaca Energy, one of the largest oil and gas producers in the UK, has produced investments and is deferring some projects this year due to the burden of the windfall tax Britain has levied upon the industry. Nobody says anything about the record losses that the uh, oil and gas companies have had when COVID hit. They said, oh, you got to keep pumping oil. They think that people around the world think that $2 at the pump or $3 at the pump is all it takes to get that gasoline there. You got to refine it. You got to drill it. You got to explore it. You got to haul it. There is a lot to it. You got your iPhones. You got to have the petrol. You got to have the downstream uh, items to do it. The windfall tax, so-called the energy profits levy, has prompted many companies operating offshore in the UK to cut investments and review projects. Holy smokes. After the UK raised the windfall tax to 35% at the end of last year, the Harbor Energy, the biggest oil and gas producer in the UK North Sea, backed out of their latest licensing round. I don't blame them. And you said Michelle says it would be reevaluating each project, compromising its 30.5 billion or 25 billion pounds planned investment in the UK energy system. Total Energy, as Michael says, uh, also says it would be slashing uh, its business in the UK by 25%. This article is just amazing. You cannot have low energy prices with sanctions or windfall profit tax. Let's get into discussion, but you can't isolate your pipe dream inside a bubble and expect it to actually work. You got to sit back and you have to hand it to the oil and gas companies for going out and saying, wait a minute, we're holding our commitments to our investors. We are holding our commitments to doing the best we can for the environment. So, Let's go ahead and go to the last article here. You got to sit back and what is going to happen to this one? Consumers are going to pay more for uh, energy because of the windfall profits tax and then the subsequent response by the oil companies. It's only a matter of time until the ESG movement will RIP. Well, 
BlackRock is really uh, not only are they leading the investment hypocrisy, they're leading in the ESG uh, hypocrisy. So when you sit back and take a look, this is an opinion piece, and I agree with it. And the BlackRock is now backing out of ESG, but yet they're still marketing themselves as an ESG investing firm. But they're they're greenwashing what they had been uh, doing. They weren't letting everyone know that they owned Middle East uh, oil and gas pipelines. They've owned all these other things. And they say, oh, we've never done that. You lose two point seven trillion. You're going to start admitting to it. So many shareholder proposals were overreaching, lacking economic merit or simply redundant. They've now are now announced that they're only going to do they're only uh, approving less than or they're not approving 94 percent of the ESG uh, energy policies or programs that are being dropped off on their doorstep. So they are realizing that there is not a market for not getting returns. Look at the bank failures in the United States. People are starting to wake up and realize that you cannot have windfall tax. You cannot have uh, sanctions. You can't have ESG without accountability. Without accountability, you've got to be able to have common sense, commitment to the environment, commitment to the investors, and a balanced approach. All of these stories all kind of interact with each other. And it is just, we've got to have some common sense. So if you're an energy thought leader, if you're a CEO, if you are a um, author, if you are in the wind, solar, nuclear, if you're in the geopolitical space, if you're in international or in the uh, U.S., I want to talk to you on my podcast. I have so much fun and I learn from everybody. Have an absolutely wonderful day and I will see you tomorrow with Michael. Have a great day.